The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Do you have a problem with fatigue, sleepiness, feeling like you have weight, depression? You have that sore throat that won't go away, that digestive problem that seems to just stick on, like stay on, like sphagnum moss. If you have problems with motivation and you're stuck in this holding pattern of happiness, health problems and unhappiness today's your day because we're going to discuss the medical intuition motivation for when we are stuck in today's world it's very common for people to have these vague symptoms of health problems that really don't fit in any category you go to a doctor and they're like they do all these tests and they really don't know what's wrong with you but all you know is it's like getting stuck in the mud or snow if you're in the north. And it's like a metaphor for your life of when you're stuck. Today's show is going to change your life because it's going to teach you how to read these signs and learn how to fix the symptoms and fix your life. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. Remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can get the show on your live podcast provider as well as join the live show with your question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. We always think when we have the symptom some health problem, a problem with a car, a problem with a marriage, problem with our finances. We just go to the appropriate practitioner, say, fix this, they fix it, and then we go back 
And back to the happy place, we go back to our life as usual. Then about a month goes by and boom, we're back to the same problem again. The same rattle in the car, the same marital problem. They're not talking to us the right way. The same financial problem and so on and so on. Why? And so we go back to the mechanic, the financial person, the doctor and say, what is your problem? I got this, I got this issue again. You got to fix this. The thing is, we go back to the practitioner because we want to go back to the way we used to be. Have you noticed that the world never goes backward, it goes forward? I know this, I know it's going to sound like a non sequitur, but it really isn't. Over the Christmas holiday break, I noticed that this favorite belt I had, I could no longer use it. Why? Because it was splitting in half. I didn't like it. Because once you get something that's your favorite, you want to keep it forever and you want it to be in service. But it doesn't. It falls out of service, so that forces you to find another belt like it. And you can never, ever find a belt like it. It forces you to change and to find the new models for belts. I couldn't believe it. Belts were different. So I had to research the new belts. And that's the way health is too in our lives. We can't stay the same. We can't go back to the way we were. Every moment our bones replenish themselves, our skin replenishes themselves, and to some degree our brains do. And our psyches do. As an author, you just about learn how to master publicity if you put out a book. And then it's not the same anymore. There's no longer these book tours. Then it becomes social media. So then you learn to do Facebook and then there's Twitter and then you learn how to do Twitter and Facebook and then they do this thing called Instagram. And then once there's Instagram, oh my God, there's TikTok. And so all the books you bought about Facebook and Twitter are no longer relevant because there's Instagram and then there's TikTok and on and on and on. The same thing with your health and your relationships. And as you get older, sometimes you just don't want to deal with it. You want to go in your little cocoon. That's when your body lets you know that you can't stay where you are even though you want to block out the world. I want you to think about where you are stuck and where you haven't wanted to change. What is it about your life that you just don't want to get rid of? You want to hold on to, because chances are that is what is going to, you're going to be asked to grow. It's usually that area that will nag you. I've often had difficulty understanding those spiritualities or religions that are vague, like Buddhism, non-attachment. It's like, what is non-attachment? It means don't get stuck on that thing because voila, now you see it, now you don't. 
So I'll give you a practical example. Everybody in his mother Lauren knows I have had problems with spine. And I remember when I grew up, my mother would always say, you don't do well with change. People with anxiety don't like change because it's anxiety provoking. When something changes, you release epinephrine. Epinephrine makes your muscle spasm. We like things the same. Spines tend to like structure. So over the course of several years, I've blown discs. And recently, most people know that I had surgery and C2 to C5. Well, when I came home from the surgery, most people don't know that the bottom of my house flooded. And I thought once I had surgery on my spine, that I would go back to the way I used to be, just with the title of the show, that I'd be able to walk and move my hands just like I used to be. And I did. But I never thought anything would have to change. I know I never thought I would have to change, other than, you know, don't pick up a lot of stuff and stuff like that. I never really thought my life would have to change. And then a symbol from the universe, intuition, the first, the lower part of my house flooded. I thought, what a coincidence. So it won't just be medical intuition, your body, but the body of your environment will signal also that you need to change. And so it involved me moving everything up to one floor. So I was now living within 900 square feet. And then one night, I'm only nine weeks after this huge massive surgery in my neck. I tripped and I fell. And then all the symptoms that went away from the surgery came back. I stopped being able to move my hands and my legs. It was devastating. Absolutely devastating. And so I realized that the clutter had to go. Got rid of my bed, got rid of my desk. Things that if you asked me to get rid of a year ago, I would have thought you were lost your ever-loving mind. I'd use other words, but we're on Unity Online Radio. <laughs> I got rid of it in a minute. I think people thought I was psychotic or suicidal, getting ready to die. I didn't. I said, it's going. It's gone. Because I realized if I tripped again, it was curtains. And then as things started to go away on me, more fingers, more toes, more legs, not being able to walk, I was so desperate, and you will too, as you become more and more narrowed in your life and more and more stuck. It depends on what you're willing to change. If you get more entrenched and more stuck, have you ever gotten your car stuck in the mud, stuck in the snow? If you get really stubborn, you'll just run the gas. And what you'll do is you'll just flood your engine. That's what inflammation is. It's flooding your engine. It's spinning your wheels saying, I refuse. It's willfulness and willingness, which is neck, fifth center. It's I refuse to change. I refuse to submit. I refuse to let Listen, listen to what intuition the divine is telling me. I need to change. I refuse to submit. I create my life. No, you co-create your life. So 
the more you spin, and I've done that, your car just blows out. And you'll get exhausted, and you won't move forward. Someone will have to tell you, someone, who will that person be? And you won't be more in more power. You will be embarrassed and feel even more exhausted. So ultimately, rather than run it and gun it, you have to figure out a more artful way of moving forward and realizing that you can't go back to the way you used to be. You will never be the way you used to be. You'll be forward and different. So now my mind will move very fast. My mind has always moved very fast. But I have to move consciously and be aware of every feeling. In my hands. I can't stay up late like I want to be. Sometimes if I get stuck on doing something till 2 a.m., no more. No more. It's not going to happen anymore. No matter how much I feel I'm going to will my way through it. I am not in control. I want you to think about this. What is your medical intuitive motivation to helping you get stuck? Are you spinning your wheels and insisting that after somebody helps you, you're going to go back to the way you used to be? Your body's just going to scream louder. Somewhere else in your life, you're going to get flooded and you're going to end up getting more and more and more until you realize that you're not meant to go back to the way you used to be. You meant to go forward and to grow new abilities. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about medical intuitive motivation to being stuck. There is a motivation, and it's meant to grow forward into being something more. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to my Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you can't get through on the lines today, you want to go and want a personal reading, go to www. DrMonaLisa.com or call 207-846-6475. We'll go to Patricia, line one. Patricia, 48. I'm Dr. Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Lisa. I, uh, I thank you for sharing that story, and I do hope you're, you're doing at least a little bit better and healing. Well, I'm doing a lot better, but I'm telling you right now, it is not easy. I do not care for this. If you think, oh, I love this situation, I do not like this situation. Anyway, go ahead. How can I be of help? Well, um, I spoke with you many, many, many years ago, but um, and I still oh, have I the same... Let me just say one thing very quickly. People need to know that what ended up happening was I got, yeah. I, I took a seven-hour car ride to New York, a five, a six-hour plane ride to Phoenix, Arizona. I was in the emergency room in Phoenix for 16 hours. From 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. 3 p.m. the next day, I saw a neurologist, and they scrubbed out of the neurosurgeon scrubbed out of the OR to see me. They gave me steroids, IV steroid, because I had spinal cord compression and inflammation. The cord, the disc was still in the cord. Over the course of the next 12 hours, I regained my fingers and my feet and could walk normally. That was my wow. Christmas holiday miracle. It was unbelievable. The only thing was a week and a half later when I was weaning off the steroids, that was when I started to notice these things started coming back if I abused 
the system and believed that I was going back to the way I used to be. Are you following me? That's when I realized that was the motivation of being stuck. I kept thinking that I just could go back to the way I was. And guess what? None of us can. Do you get it? Anyway, so I just needed you to know that. That was amazing. It was the most amazing thing was to watch everything. My toes were curled all the way up. It was unbelievable. It was bizarre. I looked like I had cerebral palsy till the point where I was working, walking normally. But anyway, how can I be of help? Well, I, um, I had a, a neck injury in 2003, and ever since then, I have not been able to breathe fully, and it feels like there's a clamp coming down on the right side of my neck, and I've been to countless doctors and countless, um, even like natural health professionals, and looking at energy medicine all the way to, you know, having um, a neurologist look at my neck, and nobody can find anything. It's like a mystery, and yet I feel it, and it's it, it's limited my life so much, and um, as far as getting unstuck, that's where I feel like I'm stuck in life. And I feel like this may be spiritual in its essence. No, it's not. That- Let me explain something. First of all, the first thing I see is relationships are a real priority for you. When a relationship doesn't work, you don't do well at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I see that there's a relationship in your life that really influences your self-worth and self-esteem. This person has a great deal of capacity to make you feel safe or unsafe, secure or unsecure. However, they're not really giving you what you want. You feel put aside, set aside, and no matter what you do, this you don't feel like you're the center of this person's life. I see that this situation irritates your sense of safety and security in the world and influences your bones, joints, and body image. Who do you live with, Patricia? I live with three dogs and a cat. <laughs> I'm single. Who was the last person you lived with? Um, I got out of a relationship in 2019, and, and it was terrible. Wait a, minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got out of a relationship in 2019. When did you injure your neck? This is 2003. How long was that relationship you got out of in 2019? Um, we were together for four years. Do you have a pattern of bad relationships? Yes, I do. Were you in a relation, a bad relationship in 2003? Um, that one, I was in a relationship. It was not healthy, but um, he was definitely probably the nicest of the three major relationships I've had. But he was, he had a lot of uh, self-image issues, and um, he was an alcoholic, so that didn't last. It, it lasted the longest, though. <laughs> it lasted the longest. Yeah. Why did it end? Um. I was making changes in my life to, you know, become more healthier and um, he didn't want to follow along and he was, his uh, alcoholism was getting so bad and he wouldn't change and I could see him deteriorating and it was kind of the last straw. If he didn't change, I had to leave him because just sitting there watching somebody, you know, kill themselves slowly, it's heartbreaking. Your problems are fifth center. 
This has to do with having a will, saying the right thing to the right person with the right amount of intensity. I look at your head. Vision is the central issue. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland, antibodies that make it hard for you to have stable thyroid function. I look at your heart. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach. I wonder if you crave carbohydrates, pasta, rice, bread, or sweets, but you try to restrict them. I wonder if you've had body image issues in the past. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder. Uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I wonder if you have a capacity to have cysts in your pelvis. I can't figure out if they're associated with your ovaries, uterine lining, or what that is. I look at the joints in your hands. Wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a tightening of the muscles between your shoulders and the ones that attach to your neck. I don't see numbness. Hold on a second. I don't see numbness and tingling in your fingers, hands, or arms. And I'll explain to you why that's important. I see melancholy, sadness, irritability associated with changes in hormones, which I'll explain in a second. I see pressure in your head. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, it's the, the tightness in my neck. It does feel like it's, there's a cord that goes from my neck down to like almost my diaphragm on the right side above my liver. Just, it's let me, just let a, me explain to you. Mm-hmm. There's a muscle called the sternocleidomastoid mm-hmm. that goes from like your jaw to your shoulder. Yeah. It clamps down on a bunch of nerves that go um, to the brachial plexus. And if, from a medical intuitive point of view, you don't think that what you have to say matters or people don't change as a result of it, it clamps down on a lot of those nerves. One of the nerves is cranial nerve five, which, as you said, goes to the diaphragm, okay. making it hard for you to breathe. Right. Um, you can learn. There's another way that it's called, well, I would call it pseudo. Um, th- you can do the same thing with your lower back. Some people think they have sciatic nerve problems, meaning that they have a disc out or something. But you can have pseudo-sciatica 
by bending forward and your piriformis muscle in your butt can clamp down on the sciatic plexus. The muscle can clamp down, compressing it and making you compress the nerve. Similarly, if that muscle tightens in your neck, compresses the nerve and can make you have problems with the breathing or some other kind of pain. Interesting. You can work with somebody who does um, neuromuscular therapy, um, osteopathic therapy to help you with certain points on that muscle to help relax those areas. It's very helpful. The only reason, one of the reasons why I know that is because I memorized it because of a variety of reasons recently. But suffice it to say, one of the things I see in your relationships is you pick rehab candidates. You do relationship as rehab. You pick mm -hmm. Mount Everest men. You try to get mm -hmm. through to them. You can't. And then you move on. Because you pick people who can't hear you. Which means you need to date with supervision. Do you understand? Yeah. I, well, right now I'm, I'm afraid of all relationships. I <laughs> so understand I, that. But that makes you... Yeah. Now you just don't talk to any of them. Right. That's that's not helpful. That Probably makes you, not. You use um, uh, a famous psychologist. You makes you a relationship anorectic. Please <laughs> find somebody to help you with those points that I talked about, but also um, someone who can help guide you to people who are more amenable to a better communication style in your relationships and not trying to change them. Good luck. You take it easy, okay? Okay. We'll go to line two. Mal and Dr. Mona Lisa, how can I be of help? Hello, Dr. Mona Lisa. It's Mal. And uh, I actually see a lot of myself in the previous caller. And it seems like I'm running in circles. There was the same problem since I know myself, my body issues, being overweight. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm also kind of, I think at this point, I'm a little bit depressed. Um, I live alone and um, I'm stuck at work that I cannot change for many years. And, um, yeah, and well, I was just wondering. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Now, I want, I want I was, you that we're going to go to a break in about a minute. But um, what is your primary question? My primary question would be if um, my body image issue impacts the way I, I mean, or maybe not, maybe if my uh, issues from childhood with my family are causing me keeping this weight on, so it prevents me to move on with my life, if that makes any sense. <laughs> you know, the body issue is an image issue is interesting. Mm -hmm. Because um, there are a lot of people. Well, hold on. We're going to come to break, okay? I want. Hold on. You know what that means? That's the music, and that means we got to go to break. But stay with us as we talk about medical intuitive motivations to get unstuck. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show has been dedicated to how to get unstuck and how medical intuition shows us, motivates us often to health problems or inconvenience by developing problems with a relationship with finances, with all kinds of problems in certain areas of body. We'll go back to Mal. Line Hello. two. Are you there? I am. Um, the first thing I see is really, I see an issue with identity with your family mm-hmm. or your um ethnic background and how that affects your self-worth and self-esteem and mm-hmm. and which i think I've, i i don't think i've ever talked about that in the show and um how that's influenced a pattern in a relationship with a significant other mm-hmm. I can't figure out if your self-worth or self-esteem is less about your weight and more about your ethnic background. Mm-hmm. Where are you from originally? Originally, I come from Poland. How old were you when you came but, to the United States? Go ahead. Uh, but uh, at the age of, right when I finished university, I moved to Ireland. I lived there for a couple of years, and since seven years, I live in Switzerland. So how old were you when you came to the United States? No, no, not in the United States. In uh, I lived in Ireland, and okay. now I live in Switzerland, in Europe. Oh, you're in Europe right now? Yes. <laughs> oh, for God's sakes. Okay. So you're from Poland, and you moved to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you feel about your ethnic background being in I hope I get this right, Eastern Europe and moving to Ireland. Oh, that was the, the big clash. I, I, I noticed how people treat people from Eastern Europe, uh, like, uh, you know, they're worse than us. Than, like, I mean, they, they, were, they had like, um, uh, they, they were superior. Like, uh, okay. they were just laughing. Let me explain and something people, to you. But, you know, in that way. Yes, yeah. because now, I grew up in Rhode Island and the place that I okay. grew up in, Portuguese, people are like, they don't get this. Portuguese is a minority. And mm-hmm. people were pejorative about them. 
And where I grew up, Portuguese people were very poor. They worked in the fields and horses didn't pull the plows. Portuguese men did. They pulled the plow, not a horse, the man. And my mother's family came over the boat from Portugal to Ellis Island and nobody in the family other than my mother had a high school education. They only went to middle school. So my aunts went as far as the sixth grade. Are you following me? Yes. And when they got to high school, usually around 15 or 16, the father would come in and say to the kid, come on, we're going, and you're working in the bakery. So it was a big deal. Even though I studied Portuguese in high school, I couldn't let anybody know that I had Portuguese background. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of pe- there there was a lot of prejudice against it, and there were various pejorative words. Are you following me? I get it. Yeah. yeah. I know you get it. <laughs> so many of the people who came didn't learn English, and in many of the shops they would have signs called "Falamos Portugues." Hmm. So it was a big deal to go to college. And I was the first generation with my sister to go to college, let alone go to medical school. It was like a big, big deal. And the first Mm -hmm. time I heard anybody go to college, I remember going to my piano teacher's waiting room and seeing her college yearbook and thinking, oh, my God, she went to college? Mm -hmm. So to me, and this is not meant to be pejorative, they were white people. I just didn't relate to them. Every one of my relatives was Joseph or Mary. (laughs) And when I moved to Maine, I couldn't tell people apart. They were all blonde hair and blue eyed. And to me, they were all Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm not kidding you. And one kid even said, well, you're Puerto Rican, aren't you? I mean, it was a very strange environment for me. Suffice it Mm -hmm. to say... When I read you, it was very strange that you thought the last woman was similar to you. Because intuitively, mm-hmm. she feels nothing like you. Oh. <laughs> that from me, from my point of view, from, from my point of view, your self-esteem is very injured by your ethnic group. Mm-hmm. And that makes you that, feel yeah. like an outsider, and that influences your capacity to find a mate. Mm-hmm. And... Um, You say it's your weight, but when you said that, I I went to all these people who have weight issues, and there's this whole thing now in our culture here in the United States where people are celebrating weight issues, and I'm not going to get into that, but I think you say it's your weight, and that keeps out of your consciousness and prevents you from healing about the whole thing about where you come from. Mm-hmm. And by you saying it's your weight doesn't help you fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Do you get it? Because it mm-hmm. keeps it out of your consciousness and will make you um, hate on that aspect of your body. Do you get it? I get it. I became too aware of because when I was in, when I lived in Ireland, I was meeting the Spanish guy and, you know, he... Uh, told me that, you know, there were people just talking bad about Polish people behind. So I know they were 
looking at us differently, although I've never felt worse than anyone, and I try not to treat other people like that. I know, so but, I, but I he, now said aware. he said it. Mm-hmm. The only time, let me give yeah. you an example, and now I'm going to go to your body. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't really realize it hurts until somebody says something. Recently, mm-hmm. somebody came up to me, and I think I was out of breath or something. And they said, sit down. And I said, why? And they said, for God's sake, your spine is all crooked. And I looked at them and I went, what? They said, anybody who looks at you can tell your spine is all crooked. And it never occurred to me that it looked that way because it's behind me. I don't see it. Do you understand? (laughs) I never have seen it. How am I supposed to see it? I can't (laughs) see what's behind me. And I Mm -hmm. told someone that and they said, well, it's obvious something's different about you. And it, to me, it's not obvious. And I even said it. I've run. I've been a runner. I've raced bicycles. I've never been on disability. I've always worked. It never occurs to me, other than these little stints going into the operating room and these surgeries, that I look any different. Yeah, sure, my left shoulder hangs down and stuff. But I never really considered that I look different. But it, this person made a big deal out of it. There are only two other people who have ever said it. And I can tell you, now that the only other time that someone said it was these college students interestingly enough went up to a mother of a friend of mine and said why does mona lisa walk like frankenstein because i'm kind of fused and i walk stiff at times and she was so sweet she said leave her alone that's how jesus made her (laughs) (laughs) she told them sweet that's right she also clipped him for being vicious. Well, you know, same thing can be said for everybody. God, the universe, or the divine made you Polish. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, the universe, made them Irish. How can one person be any better than the other having been born in one part of the world than the other? It's actually, when you think about it, it's ridiculous. It is. And so... um but it is for you and for me. And so, but it only, there was one time I was walking down the street and this was when I was really, really bent over. It was a mess. And we walked past these, it was my birthday, and we walked past these girls and they were like 17, 19. And after we passed them, they were laughing. And I didn't know what it was. And a friend of mine, Liz, turned around and she said, sit down on this wall. And she went over there and there was a lot of screaming because she's tough. And I said, what happened? And she said, they were making fun of you. They were imitating how you walk. And there was a crying and sobbing that came out of me, the likes of which I had never, ever felt. Somewhere inside of you now is a sadness of every Polish joke someone has ever made. And you know they have. Because people are stupid. People are are stupid. (laughs) You know? There's a show. um, I I think it might have been Saturday Night Fever. Where John Travolta says that, and I'm not going to use the pejorative terms, that he says one person beats up on this culture and they they beat up on another. It's just a pecking order. In my cats, 
Horatio beats up on Conway and Conway beats up on Tammy and Tammy beats up on Loretta. And then let's <laughs> turn it around. You know what I mean? Because it's just the way they are. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It's animalistic. It's like kids in a playground. But nonetheless, now you have to consider that it's not weight. Okay. It's, it's Polish. We didn't expect that. That's really um, but you know that it is I kind of a shocker because maybe i buried it and because you know i got sensitive and that's why let's say if somebody speaks bad about other nations i'm really like a fighter for them or just right to... so where did that come from mm, yeah <laughs> i look at your head i know i look at your neck i look at your thyroid i see increased susceptibility of having an issue with your thyroid and somehow having it be affected by iodine. I can't figure out if that was associated with something in the environment, associated with something with radiation. You're very radiation sensitive. I look at your left chest wall, right chest wall, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I wonder whether or not you have problems processing fat, oil, cholesterol, triglycerides. I wonder if your body very too readily stores cholesterol and triglycerides. I see that you have problems with a kind of feeling like it's heartburn after you eat. I wonder if this is worse with carbohydrates. I wonder if you crave carbohydrates, pasta, rice, bread, or sweets. I see abdominal distension, bloating. I wonder if your skin is sensitive to excess estrogen and androgens. I wonder if you have problems with blood sugar, insulin, excess androgens. I wonder if the hair on your head is thinning. I wonder if you have problems with small cysts in your pelvis. I look at the joints in your wow. hands, wrists. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see a minor tension in your left hip and lower back. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Wow, you said a lot. That is right. And yeah, my hair is thinning. And my concern is that irregular heartbeat. And I have some sort of a heart palpitation, and I have a cyst. It's actually right now on my left wrist, kind of painful, so I don't know whether it will go away or should I just remove it. But Do um, you have, hold on one second, do you have irregular periods? Yes, very regular. Irregular or regular? Regular. Not regular or very regular? Very regular. Um. Your your hair is thinning. Yes. How much weight would you want to lose? So in kilos, I didn't weigh myself uh, in two weeks, but I, I'm around 85 kilos, so I believe it should be 20 kilos less. Every kilo is 2.2 pounds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you're 80 kilos... Mm-hmm. That's about 160 pounds? 
Yes, yes. How tall are you? So I'm one seventy one centimeters, which gives me five point six. Some I don't know how it is in English. Five six uh, American. Yeah, five six. Yeah. And you you're starting to lose your hair. Yeah, since many years actually, I'm losing it, and it's worse and worse. And I thought is it's it, because of the stress. Is it certain areas, or all over? On a side, on a side. On the side and on the top a little bit. Yeah. Is on? Is your skin break out a lot? Mm, not much, but it's a little bit dry. And. Do you have problems with carbohydrate craving or blood sugar? Yes, yes, I have. I, I, I eat. I'm addicted to sugar, and that's my biggest problem. And two years ago, I was in the clinic to check my uh, in, insulin resistance, and I was at the minimum of the brackets of this. Um, I'll say I was so close have, to be diagnosed so you, with insulin resistance. Right. So you have hair thinning. You have mm-hmm. insulin resistance. And you have. They said access, no, but. But you're close. on the cusp of blood yes, sugar issues. Exactly. And have you ever had ovarian cysts? No, I don't think so. Or if I had one, it went away. I think it, I might have had, yes, okay, but it was like maybe seven years ago. You have to be careful because um, your body fat may be messing up. Your hormones making mm-hmm. your adrenal gland take whatever body fat you have and shunt them via progesterone to excess, not just excess estrogen, but mm-hmm. excess cortisol, which is making your oh, pancreas yeah. make me- excess insulin, mm-hmm. blood sugar, but also excess androgens, testosterone, which is making your hair thin. So the way to I have fix a lot of water it, retention, yeah. I know. That's interesting, Dion. So the way to fix that is okay. to starve the adrenal gland, give it less body fat so that it can make less building blocks. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist um, about either helping you get one of those laser caps for your hair a Chinese mm-hmm. herb that will help you build hair, but also um, help you balance those that meridian. You want to do aerobic exercise every day for a half an hour. A brisk walk okay. is not enough. Okay. You want to eat a big breakfast, protein balanced with carbohydrate, a big lunch and a tiny mm-hmm. dinner latest mm-hmm. at five o'clock. Oh, tiny dinner. I know a tiny dinner that is devoid of carbs. So mm-hmm. at breakfast, I would have oatmeal, which chelates mm-hmm. um, cholesterol and triglycerides and drink a bottle of water. At lunch, I would eat one-third protein, one-third carb, one-third vegetable, 
a bottle of water at 10 and a bottle of water at 3. And dinner is a small plate, one half protein, one half vegetable. Not a big salad. It stretches your stomach and (coughs) fools your brain into thinking it via ghrelin receptors, G-H-R-L-E-I-N, or however you spell it. It fools your brain into thinking, your brain fools your stomach into thinking that it needs more insulin. If you can finish food intake, eating, by five, literally, you're going on bowel rest, and literally, it makes you fast for the rest of the day, you will get hungry. I guarantee you. That's great. Mm-hmm. Because then you'll get hunger pains, which you have to think are like labor pains. So when you're in the morning, when you wake up, you want to know how much fat, like a baby, you delivered. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's how you know. But this is third center self-esteem. I want you to, is there a Polish community in Ireland? Yes, yes. I mean, I live in Switzerland now, but. Oh, Switzerland. Is there a Polish community in Switzerland? Yes. Make sure you meet some people there as well as, you know, a bunch of groups. But you need to have pride in who you came from and where you, you know, Mm -hmm. so that you can love who you are. Believe it or not, I would do affirmations. But you need to be able to see people who look like you. I see. Because otherwise, you'll have trouble feeling safe and secure where you are. You feel like a foreigner. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you can't feel lovable even if you're not around people who are like you or not like you. However, it's not easy. Especially when there's this kind of pejorative stuff. Do you understand? Yes. I think that after a while, I think you'll feel better. Hopefully. <laughs> I know. I think you will. I, I, I really think you will. I took notice. Yeah, I took note, 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 note. So, um, that I hope will motivate me to make those changes. Good luck. You take I it mean, easy. I'm Thank sure. you so much. Good Thank luck. Thank you very, very much. We'll Thank go you. to line one, excuse me, line three. And I don't know, I have, oh, my mouse. I think my mouse had this kind of poetic thing. Line three, Susan, I'm Dr. Melissa. How can I be of help? Hi. Um, thank you for taking call. Um, I've had a series of health issues over the last... Wait a second. Hold on a second. Susan, you're from Rhode Island. Is that correct? Yes, and I heard you're from... Well, I'm not from here. I live here now. But you're a Rhode okay. Islander as well. Yes, yes. How long have you lived in Rhode Island? Oh, since about 1970. So you know what I'm talking about when I was talking about Portuguese people. Oh, yes, yes. I, and when I heard your story, I was just smiling and laughing inside. Yes, do you remember them? Do you, uh, do, have you ever been through a Quidnick Island, Newport? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember seeing you... the, nur- the nurseries on, a, um, on that, uh, was it West Main, no, East oh, Main yeah. Road? 
the nurseries yeah. on the right hand side when you go by you see the men dragging the plows do you remember that yeah. well i don't remember that part that much but um i know all those nurseries and i have a lot of friends who have that background yeah so you get what i'm talking about anyway how can i yeah. be of help well, um, I've always been pretty healthy and kind of raring to go. And now that I'm older, I'm still healthy, I thought, and raring to go. But in the last two years, I've been diagnosed with diabetes. Um, I have um, something weird happened last spring, and my whole body froze after doing exercise. It happened a couple times. And finally, my doctor said it's polymyalgia, retinitis. Oh, so. Polymyalgia rheumatica, PMR. Yep, yep. And then um, she put me on um, steroids. Some, yep, very low dose. And then this um, fall, I ended up um, just with a general cold. And then December one, I broke my arm in three places. So I've had. Oh, so the um, steroids made you have osteoporosis? I don't think so. No, this was a bad fall. I mean, okay. This was just, anyway, go ahead. Keep yeah. going. Well, I probably do have osteoporosis a little, but. Um, I feel like I'm stuck. There's something I'm not getting. I mean, this is wake-up call. Because it's one thing after another. It's like the snowball yeah. falling down the street. <laughs> two by four, right. Oh, my God. And we're two minutes. You have to call next week. Susan, mm -hmm. your problem's a seventh center purpose in life. Why am I here? Mm -hmm. Polymyalgia rheumatica is obviously first and seventh. It has to do with bones and joints. To do okay. the structure of your life. And obviously, the structure is changing. People have left, and they, new ones haven't been transplanted. Do you understand? Yeah. Some plants have died, and you haven't transplanted some new ones. You just mm -hmm. left those areas in the field empty. Yeah. And yeah. then, if that weren't bad enough, um, then it was treated but you still didn't fix the problem. Right. So then you just got another problem. You got the fractures. Yeah. Same church, different pew. <laughs> yep. And it is. You fell, you probably fell all the times, but you didn't get those bad fractures. Um, I, didn't, I didn't fall that much. Um, I'm, I'm pretty strong. and I, I understand. Trust me. My point yeah, is, okay. yeah. you always ask yourself, why now? And it's yeah. because, trust me, I fell too, but not like that. <laughs> and as soon as I fell, I knew this one was not good. Mm -hmm. My point is, is it was two things, one after the other. Right. And you don't want it to be a third, which is why you're calling. So I right. want you to call next week, okay? Because mm -hmm. you're important. I want to well, thank you for welcoming me into your, yes. Did you just say well? I want well, you to call next week. <laughs> Okay. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Intuition is our spiritual GPS and the single best tool that we have for navigating our lives. I'm Victoria Shaw, and on my Intuitive Connection podcast, I will share with you the ways to connect with your intuition 
and awaken the gifts of your soul. In each episode, I'll draw on my own intuitive gifts and my training as an Ivy League trained counselor and psychologist to help support you in reaching your highest potential. Start listening now on Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network or wherever you find your podcasts.